Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I am your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And just a reminder, as always, please, if you're using a podcast app such as Apple Podcasts um, that allows you to rate or review the show, please leave a five-star rating, please leave a short little review, um, and please subscribe, download episodes, do all of those things. All of those things help me to keep this show in the public eye, and I, I've been gaining listeners. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I get several hundred listens per week, which for most realtors to get that kind of exposure, that, that probably doesn't sound like much, um, but most realtors that are like trying to send out like eight postcards a day, like to be able to get hundreds of listeners, people actually listening to me and actually that want to hear what I'm saying, like to me, that's incredible. So I really appreciate you guys and I appreciate those ratings and those reviews when they come in. Uh, and and I, I appreciate just you listening. Just that alone helps, but these other things help as well. Um, today, I'm, I'm very excited uh, about this show because I put quite a bit of, of work into this. I'm, I'm excited, actually, aside from the content of the show, I'm actually now in my house that I moved into. As if you guys have been listening, you know I've relocated from Greer to Greenville. That relocation is complete. Um, I always record these episodes from my home office, um, and I am now in a new home office. Now, I had to completely reconfigure my office. This office that I'm in now is smaller um, than the old one. It's a completely different configuration. Um, If you guys know me well, you know that I love board games. Um, At the moment, we don't have a clear-cut place in my house to put the board game, so they are now in my office. Um, now, I do have some nice IKEA uh, shelving that is currently keeping the board games tame and, and making them look like it's just kind of a part of my decor, but it, but it is very cluttered. But that being said, I am excited to be in here. And I did quite a bit of experimentation with the audio. Um, I have a completely different setup uh, when it comes to that. So hopefully the audio quality is still going to be good. I know it's not ever 100% awesome, but I have tried to make it as good as possible. So hopefully um, that is okay for you guys, and I will continue to try to improve on all of that as we go. But I'm excited to be in this new office. I'm also just excited about this episode uh, because this episode started with a question that I had in my mind. And it's a question about the multifamily uh, world of real estate. Now, when I say multifamily, it's really hard. It's really important for me to define terms here because that word, even though it might seem straightforward, it means different things to different people. When I'm talking about multifamily, I'm talking about multifamily that would appear in Greenville MLS. Here's the type of multifamily that would typically appear in Greenville MLS: duplexes, triplexes, quadruplexes, um, packages of small packages, usually 10, 10 doors or, or less of houses, condos, etc., um, and mobile home parks. Those are those are kind of the, the standard uh, multifamily types of things that we see in MLS. I'm not talking about, you know, apartment complexes or communities. That would pretty much never appear in Greenville MLS. Those are more commercial deals, and I'm not as knowledgeable about commercial deals um, as a commercial broker would be. Um, so 
I'm talking more about what, what people would typically call small multifamily. That is what we're discussing in this podcast. And the question I had in my mind was, I know that a lot has changed with multifamily the past five years. Are we heading into, or, or do we have some kind of multifamily bubble that is about to burst? That is the question that I had in my mind because multifamily has just has gone crazy. It's gotten a lot more expensive, um, and I've seen this from firsthand because I have a lot of investor clients. I've always had a lot of investor clients, and a lot of them have kind of put things on pause as they've waited for the balance, uh, waited for the market to just cool off a bit. Because it's just been so intense uh, the past few years from a multifamily standpoint. And so here's the analysis that I did. I went in Greenville MLS and I looked at all multifamily sold in Greenville County from the past year. Okay, October to October of the past year. And then I did that same thing for each previous year going back to October 2017 to October 2018. I looked at what... Uh, prices and price per square foot these properties sold for and took took some averages there. Um, then I went into the rental section of Greenville MLS and did basically the same analysis for properties that were rented October to October of this year and then going back each year, going back to 2007-2018. Um, now, here's a really, really important caveat is I did not uh, strictly look at rents for multifamily properties. There's not really a good way to do that. Um, I had to analyze just all all rents, basically, including single-family properties, condos, townhomes, all of that. Um, and that's an important detail because multifamily tends to not rent for quite as much as single-family because single-family has some benefits. You're further away from your neighbors, in theory. Um, you may have a garage. You oftentimes will have a larger yard, et cetera, et cetera. So some of the rental numbers are a little bit inflated um, in contrast to what they really would be if you were renting a multifamily property. But that being said, I still think that the data, when you look at it from a meta level and look at the trend, I still think uh, that it's helpful helpful to see and helpful to analyze. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into this data and tell you guys what I, what I saw. So let's go back five years ago to when the market was a little bit less crazy, 2017, October 2017 through October 2018. Um, what was happening in the multifamily world of Greenville at that time? That period of time, exactly um, 100 doors were sold. So I analyzed this on a per-door basis. I felt like that was the fairest way to do this. Rather than looking at properties, because there might, again, a quad is a lot different than a mobile home park. So I just looked at doors. Um, during that period of time in Greenville MLS, based on the parameters that I searched, 100 doors were sold, and they sold for um, a little north of $6 million. That averaged out per door to 61000 $126 per door. The average square foot was 835 square feet per door, um, which comes out to the average price per square feet as $73.15. All right, are you tracking with me? About $61,000 per door and about $73 per square feet. All right, 
going on to 2018 to 2019, that number jumps up. So now we had 79 doors that sold for a little north of 7 million. That average number per door now jumps up to $89,729, so almost $90,000 um, with an average square foot of 895, uh, 895 square feet. And so in that year, the average price per square foot jumped up to $100.22. That's a, a big jump. Now, here's the important thing. Again, looking at this on a meta level is helpful, but um, you do have to keep in mind from one year to the next, it, it's it's helpful to look at it over the five-year trend, but from one year to the next, these are going to go up and down just based on the different things that are sold. And, in, in, you know, there might be one year that uh, some very expensive multifamily properties sell. There might be other years that cheaper multifamily. Multifamily is more volatile than single family. So looking at it over the five-year period of time is helpful, um, but saying, oh, wow, it went up from uh, $73 a square foot to $100 a square foot in one year. Um, yeah, that that's interesting. But from one year to the next, you, you will see those types of fluctuations when it comes to multifamily. Um, when we go to the next year, to 2019 to 2020, um, so now this is the period of time where we shift from non-pandemic to pandemic. Um, we had 100 doors that were sold for seven. 0.75 million. Um, so that came out to $77,568 per door with an average square foot of 952 uh, square feet. And the price per square foot shifted back down to $81.46 a square foot, still higher um, than what we had in 2018. So we can still see that the number is going up. Um, and then as we get to now we're in full-blown pandemic, here's where things start to get crazy. When you look at October 2020 through October 2021, the number of doors jump up to 121, so by far the most um, up to this point, with a total amount paid of 15 million, 15.15 million, with an average price per door of $125,000, uh, 125270 The average square foot was 969 uh, per door. So that comes out to an average price per square foot of $129, a massive, massive jump from, from anything. And then the last 12 months, um, that shifted down a little bit, but it, but we still see extremely elevated numbers in comparison to what those earlier numbers were. Um, it was 107 doors the past 12 months that sold for $13.35 million. Um, the average square footage, interestingly, was higher, 1,024. Um, so that's the, the first one on here that broke over 1,000. And so we come up with an uh, average price per door of 124,857. So that's very close to the $125,000 uh, that we had the uh, year preceding. So basically, ba basically staying stable at $125,000 per door. And then the average price per square foot came down a little bit off of its peak uh, of October 2020 through October 2021. It came to $121.90. Um, so over the course of five years, we have seen the price per door more than basically more than double. It started in 2017, 2018 at 61000 And then 
five years later, we're at 125000 The price per square foot, 2017-2018, started at 73015 Um, That didn't quite double, but it went up substantially. It went up now, like I said, it's sitting at around 122 basically $122 per square foot. So absolutely insane increases for... Uh, for multifamily, when you look at it on a per door, price per door, and price per square foot basis. And normally when you have this type of thing happening, that's not good for the market. You had the price double, basically double. Are we going to experience some kind of bubble bursting in multifamily? Well, we have to then look at the rents. What were the rents like in 2017 to 2018? And again, remember, these numbers are going to be slightly elevated. Um, So the average rent, based on the Greenville MLS that I was looking at, was about $700. It came out to $701.88. Now, remember that the average price per door was $61,000, and the average rent was 701. Now you're going to think if if you're investor mind you're like, "Oh wow, that's well above the 1% rule. That's like 1.15%." Yes. Um again, these numbers are are going to be a little bit inflated. They also don't factor in maintenance, uh any kind of deferred maintenance, which a lot of multifamily has deferred maintenance when it comes on the market. That's just what happens. Um but I did look at the average rent per square foot, and the average rent per square foot was 80 Four cents. Okay. Now that's important because I feel like that helps us to really assess how things are changing uh, over the years. So let's look at, I'm not going to analyze it for each year. Let's just jump to the past calendar year. What have we seen in terms of rents in Greenville MLS? Um, so it was $701, uh per month for your average rental. In Greenville MLS in 2017 and 2018, the past 12 months, that number is 1,393, almost 1,400, almost exactly double, just a hair below doubling. The average rent per square foot, $1.36. Again, very comparable to how the price per square foot went up. It didn't the the remember the uh, the average price per door doubled the average price per square foot didn't quite double but it went up substantially very similar almost exactly the same thing happening with rents the average rent basically doubled uh, the average rent per square foot went up in a very comparable manner and so I actually came up with this uh, this metric I don't know if anyone else has done this before um, probably someone somewhere has but for me it's the first time I've ever looked at this number have ever really considered it, but I I looked at the uh, I, I basically created a a ratio of price per square foot and rent per square foot. So we'll just call it just that because I'm not very creative when it comes to this kind of stuff. The price per square foot to rent per square foot ratio. Basically, I took the average price per square foot and just divided it by the average rent per square foot. And essentially, the lower the number, the better the rental is. So if you have a higher rent per square foot and you're dividing that number into the average uh, price per square foot, the higher rent is going to uh, basically lower the overall number that you get 
when you do this ratio. So the lower the number, the better. Um, that ratio in 2017 and 2018 was 87, okay? So here's what I would say. I would say that there were a lot of pretty, I shouldn't say a lot of, but there were some pretty good multifamily deals in 2017 and 2018. Um, and so if we're looking at the number 87, um, that would be a pretty good number. Like if, if, if we're in that range, um, I would say that that's, that's pretty fair. Like that, you should be pretty happy about a market where, where that is the number. How does that compare to the past 12 months? Well, the past 12 months was 89. So actually not that different, which makes sense. Again, we're, when we're comparing these, uh, what happened in uh, 2017, 2018 to now, rents and prices have come up very comparably. And so I, looking at all of this, I'm actually a bit surprised. And I like this. I like when the data surprises me because then I learned something. And what I learned is that I'm a lot less concerned that we are in some sort of a multifamily housing bubble because rents have gone up to account for the price increases. Now, I will say this. Uh, multifamily tends to have more deferred maintenance than single family. So there is that possibility that some people bit off more than, than they could chew uh, buying some of these more expensive multifamily properties. Um, and there are, you know, the people are having to take out bigger loans and whatnot. There's a higher risk of, of default. Let fewer cash purchases than there were back when things were $60 uh, a door, $60,000 a door. Um, so there is the possibility that we will have some sort of uh, a correction and, and some of the some situations where, where landlords can't afford uh, their mortgage, can't afford the, the property, et cetera, et cetera. But just looking at these numbers, um, I would say that we really shouldn't be super, we shouldn't be looking out for some kind of a multifamily bubble burst. I, I, I think that the direction of rents and, and the direction of pricing, all of that leads me to come to the conclusion that actually we're, we're probably just going to see people just renting out their properties and being able to hold them for a long time. Now, I have a lot of other conclusions from this data as well. One, one thing that I found very interesting was that average rent per square foot, because this is an important number. I, I have a lot of rules of thumb that I operate from in, uh, in our market. And one rule of thumb that we kind of used pre-pandemic and into the early stages of the pandemic was that average rents in Greenville was about a dollar per square foot. So that made it very simple. You buy a thousand square foot property, you can assume to be able to rent it for about a thousand dollars. Well, that number the past 12 months is 1.36. Um, now, I will say, so a dollar and 36 cents per square foot. Now, I will say the way I had to calculate this is a little bit inflated, I would say. Um, and I'm not going to get into all of the details on that. It's a quirk of Greenville MLS. Um, so it's not quite a dollar 36. Um, I, I wouldn't quite go that far, but it's definitely more than a dollar per square foot. So I think it's safe to say now that that the rule of thumb for rentals that we should start to say 
that is probably about a dollar and 25 cents per square foot. That is what you can expect to rent for in uh, in Greenville County, at least. Now, outside, again, I was looking specifically at Greenville County for the most part. Um, so outside of Greenville County, maybe not so much. Um, but for sure, within Greenville County, you can operate under the assumption, a general rule of thumb, a dollar 25 cents per square foot is what you'll be able to rent uh, a property that's in good condition for. Here's another thing that I found very interesting. I already mentioned this, but multifamily went up per door. It doubled in price. Um, it actually doubled in price in, in four years. And then, you know, remember the past year, it's basically the same as what it was uh, the year before. So it doubled in four years or in five years, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and compared to single family, that's a, a big increase. Single family only went up uh, about 1.5 times during that same span. So if you bought multifamily five years ago, you are, you're in great shape. You are very, very happy with what has happened in the market. Go, you know, get yourself a, a nice Starbucks coffee, a nice drink. Um, you can treat yourself if you bought multifamily five years ago. That's something to, that's something to celebrate. Um, assuming you didn't overpay, but even if you overpaid and it doubled in value, you're probably in good shape. Um, now, I, I don't think that we're going to see multifamily continue to double in pricing every five years. I do not think that that's possible. I think it was undervalued for a long time. Um, and I think the market just kind of caught up to that. And I think that the market is now readjusting. As I've said, prices have basically flatlined the past year. Um, I think that we're going to still see steady appreciation, but I don't think we're going to see it outpace single family to, to the degree um, that it has. I think the market caught up. Um, and, and now I think we're going to see some substantial tapering of multifamily prices uh, moving forward. Um, now, I will say people have gone crazy with some of these properties that I've seen listed recently, some duplexes and whatnot, that I just don't see how people could uh, could justify the prices. I don't see how they could rent, how the rents would uh, would would justify you know buying a duplex for $400,000. Uh, where each side, you know, might rent for sixteen hundred dollars a month, something like that. Those numbers don't make sense to me, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to monitor and see if the, if the market continues to, you know, if it's just a supply and demand thing. And of course, multifamily supply is always very very low in this area. Maybe there is someone that just needs to sink four hundred thousand dollars into something. Maybe they have a ten thirty one exchange or whatever. Who knows. Um, but the point is that we've got um, housing, uh, multifamily housing that went tremendously up in value the past four to five years, um, and, and I would anticipate that it's not going to keep up that pace. Now, here's another thing that I want to hammer into everyone's head, okay? We've talked about this before. It is really important when you're looking at purchasing rental properties that you project the rent do not, I'm telling you, do not get fixated on what the current rent is or what the past rent is. That drives me crazy as a realtor when I'm showing properties um, to someone that, it, it drives me particularly crazy when I'm showing properties to a uh, someone that has invested before and they ask me, 
Uh, and they get, it's one thing to ask what the current rents are or what the previous rents are, but it's another thing to get fixated on it. And, I, and I'll have run into this from time to time, you know, I'll list a, a rental property and I'll get someone that I don't know that calls me up and they're just like, what, what did it rent for? What could it rent for? Um, and, you know, it's like, well, I mean, last time it only rented for 700 a month. You're saying it could rent for a thousand a month. Well, why did it only rent for 700 a month? And it's like, do we need to have this conversation? Um, you know, usually it's very obvious, right? When you're walking in the property, you can see why it only rented for seven hundred a month when the projected rent should be a thousand a month. The kitchen appliances are garbage. The floor needs to be replaced. So you have to factor in all of that. You have to factor just like you project what the expenses will be to bring the property uh, up to where it needs to be to rent. You have to also project the rents. Focus on what. A property can rent for. But here's where I'm going to say something that I haven't focused so much on in the past. You also have to take into account future projected rents, how much rents might go up in the future. Because as we see here, rents have gone up tremendously the past five years. And this is one of the, the powerful aspects of owning rentals is that typically your costs stay relatively flat each month and each year, but your rents can go up and they will go up in an area like Greenville that is highly desired. Now, even within Greenville, obviously certain areas will appreciate in rent more than others, um, but this is really, really important to think about not just, okay, there, there are basically a lot of different ways to look at rents. I, again, you've got the people that are fixated on what it used to rent for or what it currently rents for. Then you've got, well, what can it rent for right now? And then you've also got to, uh, what I'm saying, also consider what is the potential that this could be renting for in two, three, four, five years? Because that is how you identify the opportunities at the end of the day. It's not by getting the rental that's already tapped out, it's already renting for as much as it possibly can, and it's in an area that's that you know isn't probably going to become much more desirable in the upcoming years. Um, the people that do real estate investing really, really well are the ones that can project what the rents will be uh, now and also project that there is a high likelihood of the rents going way up in the future. That's really, really important. And I've had a lot of clients over the years. Shame on you if you're one of those clients. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've had a lot of clients over the years that have passed on quote, end quote, okay deals because they were looking for quote, end quote, great deals. But now when you look back, the okay deals were actually great because they were okay by the current standard, but because of how the market has shifted, now they are great deals. And you would say, you know, I'm sure some people would say, yeah, but we couldn't have anticipated the pandemic and all that. Who cares? You can't anticipate, you have to be able to anticipate the possibility for just about anything, right? People that invested in real estate, they invest in real estate, or, you know, now or in the past, if they invested in the past or they're currently investing, one of the reasons why you invest in real estate is because you know it's a stable asset that is going to continue to go up in value. 
Again, this isn't investment advice. Don't take it as that. But that is why people invest in real estate. And so you have to be future thinking. You have to consider, one of the things for me that I think about is, let's say that we go, let's say that the entire world economy bottoms out. Like, what are going to be the things that uh, are important to people? Is it going to be gold? Is it going to be crypto? Is it going to be stocks um, or stonks, uh, as uh, as the kids call them now? Um, one of the things that will retain value is land, housing, all of that type of thing. Again, that's not investment advice, but... My point is that when you're real estate investing, you have to be forward, future thinking, and you have to be prepared for, okay, this might be an okay deal right now, but this has the potential to be a great deal down the road. There are some deals that are like that, that may, might not be you know, the best deal of the year, but when you look back five years from that uh, from that moment in the future what am i trying to say when you go 5 years from then and then look back you might be like okay that was actually a better deal than some of the others that looked like better deals at the, at the time um and so that's a very important consideration don't be one of those that passes on uh on an okay deal that because you don't have the foresight that that's going to be a great deal in the future all right that's my rant on that um a few other things that are going through my mind um, as I look at this data. There has obviously been, and, and we've been seeing this for a while now, but there is a massive shift happening in terms of who the landlords and landladies are in Greenville. Greenville, just quite frankly, has traditionally had a lot of poor landlords. That's why when you go into an area like Poe Mill that has a lot of rentals, it's run down. Because those are, just quite frankly, Poor landlords, and, and it's not just poor landlords that let properties get deferred maintenance. Um, it's also cheap landlords. There are some very wealthy, cheap landlords. I, I need to clarify that. But green, So let me rephrase that. Greenville has traditionally had a lot of cheap landlords. Um, now, to the, the point of being poor, I owned rentals in my 20s when I didn't have very much money. Um, so I... I'm not accusing anyone or, or applying a label. Like, that label applied to me. I was a poor landlord in my 20s. Um, but I had an opportunity, and I took advantage of the opportunity. I took advantage of the money uh, that I had. Um, but with the cost per door doubling, now we're seeing a massive shift happening. These landlords must now have more money and also not be as cheap as the ones in the past. You've got, with the cost per door doubling, obviously now the down payment that you have to pay doubles. Now the monthly payment, if you get financing, has to double, et cetera, et cetera. So duplex that you could get five years ago for $125,000, um, you could you could have potentially put twenty five dollars to $30,000 down and gotten that. Now that same duplex costs $250,000. Now you have to put $50,000 to $65,000 down. That's a different type of person. It's a different type of person that has $50,000 or $60,000 lying around uh, that they have nothing better to do with than invest in real estate than a person that has twenty-five dollars to $30,000. Okay? So the type of landlord is shifting to a wealthier, uh, perhaps more abundance mindset type of landlord than what we've had in the past. 
Um, and, and, you know, again, you have to consider that what it took to qualify for $125,000 mortgage on a rental property back in the day, now that same person has to be able to afford a $250,000 mortgage. They have to be able to qualify for that. Their debt to income has to allow them to do that. So um, the type of landlord that is able to, the type of person that's able to purchase rental properties and become a landlord or a landlady has shifted. It takes a lot more money now. Uh, Remember as well um, that a lot of these properties have deferred maintenance too. So you also have you have all this more money that you're showing out on the front end, and but you still have a lot of the deferred maintenance issues um, that you still have to come out of pocket for right away as well. So all of these things are things uh, going through my head about how the market is shifting, and and again it leads me to think, okay, I don't think that we have a major multifamily bubble that's about to burst. People have. More money. The the people that have purchased these properties obviously have more money. Um, the rents have come up, so they're making. They're still making money. They're still making a profit. And everyone, uh, I I think everyone that bought multifamily the past five years is probably pretty happy about it. Even the past two years when things have doubled in, in pricing. Um, that being said, I, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. The Best strategy when it comes to multifamily has not changed. The best strategy is the Burr method: uh, buy, repair, rent, refinance, repeat. I, I may have gotten some of those R's uh, uh, reversed. I think I got that right. I don't know. Um, that method is still the best method. Um, if you have the cash to purchase something cheap that needs work, that is the way to go. Because in Greenville, the number one expense that you have besides your your mortgage is property taxes. Property taxes in Greenville County are insane if you're renting. Um, but they tend to be lower if you purchase a property for cheaper. So it's better to purchase a property for $100,000 and then put $100,000 into it than to purchase a renovated property for $200,000. Because Greenville County, when they reassess it, they're more likely to reassess it based on the $100,000 value than, um, than they're more likely to reassess it based on what you purchased it for, okay? Now, Greenville County is still looking at areas and still hiking up prices based on general areas going up in value. So it's not a perfect uh, one-to-one type of thing here that if you buy for $100,000, it's going to automatically be assessed at that price, but it's more Likely, it's more likely that if you purchase cheaply and then put in the work, that you will save yourself thousands of dollars per year on property taxes. Trust me, I've done this over and over and over again. And then, you know, if you want, um, you can do whatever work needs to be done to the property and then do a cash out type of refinance and go that route. Um, and then everyone comes home happy, right? We we all end up uh, with a good multifamily property, lower property taxes, it's renovated, you're making your monthly payments, all of that great stuff. Um, And listen, multifamily is a great, in my opinion, again, this is not investment advice, but in my opinion, and for me personally, it has been a great investment. It's just, they're hard to come by. But 
one thing that you need to consider, again, is when the supply is low, like it has been now for several years, there are opportunities that are out there. You just have to be forward thinking. You have to consider what is going to happen in the future. And sometimes, for me, there have been some times where it's like, you know what? I'm just, I just need to do a deal. I just need to break into this market. Um, and for me, that has worked out very well over the years. And if that's something that you're interested in doing, I'd love to talk to you about it. So all of my contact information is in the show notes. Please rate, review, subscribe, download episodes, all of those good things. And we will talk again next week.